Welcome to the Equip and Encourage Podcast. My heart and prayer is to be an encouragement to you in your pursuit of Jesus and to equip you in the advancement of His kingdom. If you'd like to connect with me further, head on over to my website at pastorjoshleadership.com. Hey, Corey. Good, man. Excited to have you on today. Thanks for having me. And uh, I've got with me uh, Corey Huddleston with Wisdom and Grit, and you do some other stuff, and trying to get into season three here, having uh, some guests, and just excited to have you here. And you were one of the guys that came to my mind. I just uh, really felt like this is a year that I needed to spend a little bit more time equipping men and being involved in the lives of men. So I thought, man, it'd be good to, to have you on here and pick your brain a little bit and yeah. obviously had some questions and stuff. But uh, Thank you, for me. you know, Hey, no problem, man. I'm, I'm glad you're here. But uh, one of the things that we like to do uh, on the podcast is just uh, share an equipping tool, uh, something that you use uh, frequently or in your life that will help people that they can take home and do themselves. Yeah, so uh, you just asked me that question, and without a doubt, I think there's a book called Psycho-Cybernetics, and it was written by a guy named Maxwell Maltz in 1960, and the guy was a uh, plastic surgeon back then, you know, and mainly back then, I don't know that it was all about the vanity that it is today, you know, but uh, right. one of the things was that he kept noticing this this trend in the way that people would come into his office, right, and it was like he would fix these small things in their lives or sometimes even big things and it would change their entire the entire scope of their reality and it was all really based on how they saw themselves at the end of the day and the whole book is different stories about that and different scientific findings and things like that and he was really kind of one of the godfathers of mindset and understanding like how uh, our mind actually works and it's a phenomenal book so um, and it's the cool thing about it is at the end of each chapter, it's got uh, some work throughs and oh, different nice. things about it. But it really talks about the subconscious and, and equipping yourself to understand, like, how do you actually get big ideas to come through? And, you yeah. know, a uh, fascinating book. And it's oh, one good. of the books, too, that, you know, you, you never really hear anybody talk about. And it yeah. blows my mind because if I if honestly, You've I, I feel like it. that book should be required reading for every human wow. on this planet i mean Great. it's it's that good it sounds heavy it sounds thick <laughs> it's actually not though i mean okay. surprisingly you Very would good. think yeah you hear it and it's like ooh, psycho yeah. <laughs> it's like, i don't know but it's uh it's it's in story format for the most part okay. Great. i mean Great. there it, it does probably have some uh more intellectual type words in some areas but for the most part i would say that it's pretty easy reading for awesome. pretty much anybody so you don't need a dictionary to read it no no not <laughs> all right yeah. Well, good, man. Awesome. Well, yeah. Again, tell tell us a little bit about wisdom and grit. What are you What are you doing? Yeah. So, wisdom and grit. Uh, the concept of it behind the scenes is basically building the men that build the world. Um, yeah. I believe that men, you know, were put on this planet with a purpose. Women too. Absolutely. Uh, but my focus is on men because yes. I feel like if we can equip men to rise and, and to rise with identity and purpose and all of the things that make men men and the things that give us meaning, yeah. uh, that we can literally change the world. And Absolutely. I believe that, you know, God's equipped us with so much yeah. that we're just letting waste away, you know, yes. and a lot of that is based on basically what society is, is putting in front of us. And sure. it's kind of funny cause we have these arguments all the time, right. Yes. And uh, with people and it's kind of. Right now, we've got this breakout narrative that, uh, you know, men are, are toxic and they just need yes. to kind of take a yeah. back seat and let some other people play. And, you know, it's like, 
if you're white, you're holding everybody down, or if right. you're, you know, it's just so much, and the, the whole yes. idea of this patriarchal society, but it's basically coming out of the mouths with tremendous, uh, of people with tremendous uh, unhealed wounds, you know, yeah, a lot of times. Absolutely, yeah. uh, and not that the conversation doesn't need to be had, and that there aren't guys out there who are, you know, just junk. I mean, like, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's not the way that it's supposed to be. And right. I, and I would very, uh, hesitantly, um, argue, I guess it wouldn't be hesitant, but I would be, um, very apt to argue with you in regard to, are they even men at all? Right. They're yeah. probably just boys for the yes, most part. Absolutely. So, they didn't have uh, a father. They didn't yeah. Have, yeah. It's not the presence of men. That's the problem. It's the absence of real absolutely. men being the problem. Well, I think it's, yeah, it's, it, and that really stems from selfishness, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, wisdom and grit was really born for me out of like great lack in my own life, yeah. you know? And, and for years I struggled with that in my own life. Like I didn't even know who I was as a man, to yeah. be honest with you. I didn't know what sure. it looked like. And there were times where I wondered if I was ever going to find it out, you know? Right. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, I still wonder that. Yeah. And I yeah. don't know that yeah. you ever actually do. I mean, right. I think, that we come into we come to terms with our identity and then inside of that it's about the journey right yes. just like anything it's mm -hmm. always about the journey the second we think we've arrived we've lost it right yeah that's right so. i do think that that's you know sometimes i i reflect on my manhood and you know realize that you know i'll turn 45 this year and i'm like man i don't feel that old you know like sometimes i, I still feel like i'm trying to figure this thing out and yeah you know, and thank God I've got a great father and I have a good men in my life. But, man, it's still such a it's a pursuit. It's a journey of like just discovering who I am as a man right. and discovering like who's got who God has called me to be. So, man, I'm so grateful that there's guys like you that are like that's like your number one mission, you know, to raise up men and and to yeah. help draw those healthy balances and what healthy manhood really is, you know. Because uh, it's easy to point at the thing that's unhealthy and say that's not what it's supposed to be. Yeah. But what is it supposed to be? And I, I think that that's it's it's better to measure um, manhood on what it's supposed to be than measuring it on what it what it hasn't been. Yeah. And I, I think that that's been one of the great struggles in our culture. And I think that that's why we're where we're at. You know. Absolutely. And uh, so so yeah. tell us a little bit, man, about about your family, your upbringing. Um, you know, who is Corey? Like, where'd you come from? Like, how did you get to this place? Yeah, so uh, we were talking about this beforehand, but I grew up in Amarillo, Texas, uh, Panhandle, and uh, uh, my parents were really young when I was born. My mom was 16 years old, oh, wow. my dad was 18, and luckily they decided to have me inside yes, of that. I don't absolutely. know that abortion was ever an option for them, sure. um, at least I've never heard that, and and I know that you know that's a that was a very real possibility, but yeah. um, as far as you know it being able to happen, but uh, luckily it didn't, you know. So anyway, I, I grew up, you know, my parent, my mom was very nurturing, right? And, and right. still is Absolutely. to this day. Yeah. My dad, he's always worked hard and done all those things, but I've never really had a good relationship with him. And he's the type of dude that, you know, he just grew up in a, in a different era. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was always yeah. just tough men don't cry. I was sure. like, and I still tend to go down that avenue. Right, I'm not right, like right, a huge right. emotional, you know, dude, mm -hmm. but, um, I don't necessarily think guys are weak for doing it either, as long as sure. they're not whining. Yeah, you know yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, so growing up in kind of that environment and really, you know, I, I've told people, and I think I've come to terms with this in a different way since I first started talking about it and trying to understand mm -hmm. it. But, you know, it's like when you hear I love you, you know, like literally three or four times in your whole life from your dad, stuff like that, you know, and it's things like wow, that that yeah. are just like, you know, it, 
like no matter how much you want to pretend like that's not affecting you it does you yes, know yes absolutely because um, i think we all long to want that from our yeah. parents you the know approval. and people that yeah. brought us into this world absolutely. you know um what i realize about all that now though is that it's not ever about them not loving you or you know anything inside of that is that they don't love themselves so how yeah. could they love anybody else anyway and yeah. then most people are so caught up on this whole idea of um what will people think yes or what happens if they right. don't reciprocate and they live in this fear mm-hmm. um and instead of step, stepping up and i think this is a kind of a big aspect of what it means to be a man is is um you do the right thing always yes. no matter what that's right yeah no matter what you're means, feeling yeah, yeah that means that if i know as a man that my son is my son and i need to tell them that i love them that i'm going to do it even right. if everybody around me laughs at me, which will never happen in a million years. And if right. it is, you definitely need to find new circles. Cause yes. <laughs> like yeah. that's a big part of it. Right. right so, absolutely. Uh, but it, so anyway, uh, grew up in Amarillo. Um, I was a very lost child. I, I failed all the way through school for mm-hmm. the most part. Most of the time I was just staring out the window and drawing anyway. Yeah. You know? I was just totally in my own head. Um, I don't know why necessarily <laughs> outside of just being a big dreamer, you know? Right. And uh, school sucked. I mean, it was bad, you know. So um, then kind of going through, like, the middle school and high school thing, you know, as my voice got deeper in life, you know, I didn't used to know how to control it. And I didn't ever see it as a gift. So I actually (laughs) used to mumble a lot. And I would look down at the ground. And, you know, I saw it as kind of more of a detriment than I ever saw as a good thing. Um, That really stemmed from, like, what I had as low self-esteem, you know, and and, and stuff inside of that. But, um Ended up not graduating high school, you know, was getting in trouble and different things like that. And a lot of my friends and stuff at the time were getting their girlfriends pregnant and, and all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, this is not what I want my life to be. Um, at the time, my buddy's dad, he was uh, a plumber, he had, or uh, I'm sorry, an air conditioning guy. He had gotten his license and I was in air conditioning too. And so uh, he was moving down to Dallas area uh, and they were going to be working, he was going to be working on an apartment. And, uh, me and my buddy were like his son were like let's go like both of us so we ended yeah. up going down with him and oh, wow. that was kind of the beginning of this whole great deal. ended okay. up getting uh, a couple of dwis and put in jail for a month oh, and a wow. half yeah. throughout all that time you know so uh, i never went to college or anything like to, to get my degree or anything like that so i was already off to a bad start for right. a long time yeah. you know and inside of that, I was trying to find myself you know sure. but not knowing where to turn where to go yeah. and the people that i looked up to um, we're drinkers, you know, I mean, they're, uh, mm, people like, yeah. it's just the simple life and, and you kind of make fun of people who are going after big things, you know, and it's kind of like, right. they're bigger than the, too big for their britches or whatever, yeah. you know, and it's kind of, is it that interesting? Like that. Is it that yeah. interesting how people, um, people that are for lack of better word, I hate to call them failures, but people that haven't made anything of their life, their, yeah. their automatic response to people that are successful is to criticize them. Like oh, that's absolutely. very much like a poverty mindset, you know? That's yeah, and what's interesting is you get into another realm of society. Like, if you, you work hard to get out of that, and then it's almost like that doesn't exist to some degree. Sure. <laughs> Which is weird. Yeah. I mean, like, you go from that, and then, you know, then you're just thinking, like, the whole, like, it's easy to get locked up in these things, these feedback loops. Right. Right. Uh, so, you know, like, for me, that was an important part. And I knew, like, because I was, when I moved down here, I worked for him for a bit, and then I ended up, uh, going and getting a job at a manufacturing place here in fort worth called purina mills i don't know if you're familiar with Mm -hmm. it over there uh but they do like horse and cattle feed they're known for their dog food and stuff too but uh 
that place, I mean, I was working five at night till five in the morning. Right. Uh, but I knew I was supposed to be here, man. I would drive down the highway in Fort Worth and you could just feel the energy, you know, wow. in the downtown area. Yeah. And coming from a place like Amarillo, I think we had one tall building, you know, at the time. <laughs> so for me, it yeah, was that's like, right. yeah. yeah, I'm just like, you know, like this was, uh, I just city. knew there was so yeah. much opportunity and I could mm-hmm. feel it in my bones, but I didn't know how to explain it. And, um, Man, I was working five at night till five in the morning, six to seven days a week. I had no life outside of the people that I knew there. And uh, one night I got off, and it was a Sunday, uh, and ended up going to this place called Razoo's. It was a yep. um, Cajun place. Yeah, I love it. Used to go there and have a beer or whatever, you know. And uh, we were sitting there, and this guy comes in. He's wearing this really nice suit, you know. And uh, I was always heavy blue collar, you know, work construction sure. and all this kind of stuff for most of my life. and um he comes in and he sits down and i'm like dude what do you do (laughs) for a living you know it's like you don't get an opportunity to kind of talk you know to people that are in a you know that at least look in a higher position right right and uh so i start talking to him and the whole thing i think he was a sales trainer so i don't remember it was a long time ago you know probably about 20 years ago or so you know but uh he ends up telling me he's like there's a book called rich dad poor dad you should read that book yeah i've heard of it and yeah. oh if you haven't read it yeah definitely I've, it seems book. like i picked it up before i was an avid reader and oh, okay. I, I got into it but i didn't finish it but well I the cool thing is now i mean i don't know if whatever it is but you can go search it on youtube and that somebody's actually taking the time to read it the whole book is oh, on wow. there as an audio okay. so yeah yeah you could go out. on there and check it out for anybody that's listening yeah go check i'll put it in out. the show notes too yeah it's, it's a great book uh I think that also should be a required reading and it's wow. totally in story format. So even if you're not into like highly technical type of books, I mean, it's just like, just like you're reading a kid's book, but it's right. not idiotic either. I mean, it's, it's got a lot of really great, uh, sure. uh, just assets in it, you know, that you can use to further your life. But it taught me how to think. Uh, yes. and that was what I loved about it. When I read that book, it changed my life. Um, cause like that, I, I mean, I, I don't think I had read a book probably since green eggs and ham or something as a kid. Right, you right. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know that I read that cover to cover, yeah, you know, yeah. but I mean, it's like, you Cut know, the movie, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, reading that book and I was like, I couldn't put yeah. it down. I devoured it. And I was For like, sure. what? I didn't even know books like this existed, which yeah. sounds crazy looking back. I mean, you know, it's like, but there's simple things like that, that we just don't know. Right. What we don't know. Right. So, so how did you come to faith? So, yeah, I was ended up uh, actually through a guy there at Purina. Um, I was wheels off, man. I mean, like drugs, I mean, alcohol, all that kind of stuff, you know. And um, I ended up, there was a guy working there, and his name was Michael Murphy. He would work the night shift, too. He was a maintenance guy. He's probably still there. I don't even know. Crazy thing about what God does in people's lives, you know. But uh, this guy, he couldn't even hardly be in a room with multiple other people without a stomach getting nervous you know i mean he wow. hated to be around other people mm-hmm. and this is the guy that led me to christ you know and wow. i went on you know it's like yeah it just it's amazing but anyway so he would come down and you know i'd always jack with him honestly like because yeah. i he, he was such a, a good guy that i would always kind of make fun of him and call him flanders you know from the simpsons and oh, stuff yeah. like that you know and uh, he would always come down and invite me to church. And I was like, dude, I'd, like, I'd ask him all the questions, you know, like, oh, yeah, if God knows everything, then how does this happen, you know? Right, <laughs> yeah, sure. Why does this yeah. happen to good people? You know, all the stuff that all the people who don't know to ask, you know. And um, he just was always super patient with me, and he just loved me. You know what I'm saying? And right. he'd always come down and just hang out. And no matter what, he was there, you know. And I yeah. just remember that being, like, different, you know. Yeah, the availability. Yeah, and he would invite me to uh, uh, church with him. And, uh, 
I think it was like an Easter that I ended up going, and I, I, I would be so hungover. I remember that when I went with them that I was, like, really hungover, you know, like whenever I went to church with them. And, uh, I I mean, in my head, I was, like, thinking everybody in here is looking at me, you know, because yes. I never really yeah. saw myself as being worthy of that, you know what I'm saying? Right, I th- yeah. If I look back at it now, you know, mm-hmm. and like trying to be in tune with that, but um, now I know that was just the enemy, sure, you know, jacking sure. with me. Yeah. But back then, I mean, that was a that was a real thought, you know. Mm-hmm. I just was like, I'd drive by churches and be like, man, like God must love those people, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. Right. If, like you know, there is or whatever. But so, you always felt like him. Yeah, I didn't feel it, like yeah. I was chosen for that mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you know. Yeah. So, and I think that's a real thing for people, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, their worth, yeah, yeah. They're, and that comes down to identity, which Absolutely. when you're talking about building men, you know. Anyway, I ended up going to church uh, with him and his family, and then, you sure. know, it got connected, and I ended up going to Fellowship Church for a long time. Okay, that's where yeah. I came to know the Lord. That's and, great. Um, yeah, so. That's awesome, man. It's been an Exciting. awesome, wild ride. Yeah. That's great, man. That's good. Just the yeah. faithfulness of one man just persistently. Dude, it's amazing. Well, I thought about that, yeah. you know, because I ended up, when I went to uh, Fellowship, I ended up going to uh Honduras on a mission trip uh, a few years later after that and uh, I went back to Purina to go see if he was there and he actually was he had come back and I told I just went in there and he's like Corey I mean he came over and gave me a big old hug and you know it was like I had never missed a day you know not being around him or whatever and I was telling him all the things that had happened yeah as a result of him stepping out in faith you know it was just like dude it was awesome you know and I, I think that's such an important thing for men to realize is like the the even when we don't think that we have the capacity to change anything like let other people like there's a a term you know fake it till you make it right a lot of guys use that inside of like real estate or you know if you're trying to do things and there's a lot of wisdom to it i think there's a better way to say it yeah there's definitely a better way to say it yeah acting as if or basically even all you're doing is you see the future and you're stepping into it to make it a reality right and i think uh for a lot of us we have that sense of greatness in our stomach. I remember sure. that since yeah. I was a kid, man. Always yeah. just being like, "What is that feeling?" Like I right. just, you know, and I never could define it. And I know, you know, and uh, I think I have met people that have never had that though, which is weird. yeah, that's crazy. And, yeah. and you kind of wonder, like, it's got to be in there somewhere, you know? It's yeah. Because you know, for me, growing up, I, I was always always been you know pretty insecure, and uh, but there was always that desire, you know, inside of me, and so I, I think that. Uh, digging that out you know I, the way that I always say that make that statement is we're not faking it we're kind of faithing it until we make oh, it you great. know we're, yeah. we're stepping out yeah. of, of the thing that's inside of our heart and it might just be a little bit of faith you know yeah. uh, there's that movie um, I want to say it's something about like we bought a zoo have you seen oh, that, yeah, movie, that where movie where he, where he says yeah. if you can just you know what is it 10 seconds of courage or 15 yeah. seconds of courage yeah. you know if you can just if you can react with that and I thought man what a powerful thought like if we can just respond just with a little bit of faith that we yeah. have and, uh, you know, move out of that. It's, it's not being fake. It's, you know, it's being faithful. You know, it's just yeah. being faithful to, to really what we need to be and what we're supposed to be in the moment. And I think too many people have said, well, that's, you know, we've been motivated by our feelings or our insecurities and, and oh, not, yeah. res- not responding to that greatness inside of us. So I, I do think everybody's got to find it. It's just sometimes they have to look a little harder, you know. Well, I think you got to do what you just talked about, a step into it. I mean, literally on the way here, I was just sitting there talking to God. I was like, man, this has really been a cool ride because I've had a digital marketing agency for the last five, six years, you know, and I've attained success with it. But 
as I stepped into wisdom and grit, and this is something that I've wanted to do for over a decade, you wow. know, yeah. and uh, instead I've been working with a ministry called Wingman, you know, which is mm-hmm. a great ministry. You know, Chad Hennings, he played for the Cowboys. Okay. He started it up, yeah. and I helped him build Wing- Wingman TV and a bunch of other stuff inside oh, wow. of it. That's great. And we started it, and now it's got multiple locations all over the country right now. Um, and that's great, you know, but it was like I kept feeling this desire to, like, yeah. equip men, you know. Yes, that's yeah. about relationships and with God and other men, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's like, okay, you got the relationship part. That's important, but we got to activate, you know. Sure. We're in a time yeah. where that's important now more than ever, Absolutely. I think. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, so that's kind of where Wisdom and Grit was, was born out of was um, – Partly that it's equipping men, but it's also like I'm on this journey. Why not bring other men along? And I've right, been very absolutely. fortunate to surround, my, surround myself with great men. And so I'm good. like, yeah. I remember the first time I walked in there, and there were like this room full of men that were, you know, 50, 60, 70 years old. And I'm like, this is like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Like, where have you right. guys been? And why yeah. aren't y'all out there? Like, because I know a bunch of young guys that are starving for this, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just you get out there and you start realizing that you know i heard td jake say one time he said make your misery your ministry yeah and yeah, my misery has always been like that that search for epic for masculinity you know mm-hmm. and now you know i've got a six-year-old son and a three-year-old daughter when my son was born that just kicked in like hyper hard sure. drive yeah. man because i was like i will not like stand by and tell my son what freedom used to look like i will not stand by mm-hmm. and let this That's is good. what the good old days used to look like when, right before men were you know ostracized or whatever else you know sure. and it's like this is not going to happen on my so watch good. i would die trying yeah. you know it's crazy how that the challenge you know when we have kids i've got four so whenever oh, I, wow. you know it's it's challenging you know yeah. and so and when you're tired sometimes you know you don't want to you kind of don't want to mess with it it's easier just to you know kind of let them especially nowadays there's so yeah. many things to entertain them and uh, it's easy to just kind of let it pass by yeah and it's, it's a challenge you know it is well and then it's kind of what we know too sure like i mean a hundred years ago they didn't have all those things to entertain them so it was like you're you didn't have the choices right so you did you just dealt with it right and deal with it as it comes yeah i think part of that is having discipline in our lives right yeah um and knowing like yeah what's the fruit of this going to look like right um if I let them watch all of this TV or go play this video game or, you know, do all this kind of stuff. And it's like, I mean, that's why we have to be on purpose, you know, Absolutely. in our own lives. Absolutely. And so what do you feel like? And, and I, I think I know the answer to this. But what do you feel like is the greatest issue that men face? You know, I, I actually thought about that. Uh, and I think about that a lot because I know that the greatest issue at face value is the attack on masculinity and kind of the, the definition of it trying Mm -hmm. to be basically hijacked, um, by people who don't have any idea what it actually means to be a man. Sure. (laughs) Right. You know, but I don't think that that's it. I think that the greatest threat to masculinity is us as men. That's good, man. Ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like we have everything inside of us that we need you know, right. for the most part, I mean, sure. can that be discipled? Can that be taken and, and carved out and like honed up and a little right. bit and polished out? Absolutely. And it should be. And that's, that yes. should be the purpose of what we do as men, right? Right. Uh, to stand up, to go out and conquer, you know, and I hear Absolutely. people say, oh, this world is not my home. And I get sick and tired of this Christianese a lot of times. Yeah. Whatever. It's, oh, you know what? But Jesus, like God yeah. made this planet right. for us. Yeah. It's period. kind of an escape, escapism. Yeah. Kind of, we just, you know, 
stuck our head, stick our hand in the sand. We're, like the world's our mission, you know. Yeah. It's like it's it's not our home. I, I get all that, but it's it's not. You know, we can't be so consumed by the worries of this world. But but I mean, we're called. God put us here for dominion and to, yeah. and to rule and to reign with Him. Totally. And, you know, not our own dominion. kingdom, but His. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, not that is pacifism, right? And that is yeah. that is the purpose of man is, yeah. you know, it hasn't changed. And Jesus, you know, when Jesus came back and he gave us the keys of the kingdom, I mean, that's what it was. The keys of the because the keys that we had forfeited in the Garden of Eden, yeah. you know, whenever we gave into the enemy, we gave him the keys and the authority to run on the earth. When Jesus came and paid that price and gave the church, you know, the people of God, right. the keys of the kingdom, he's like, here's the keys of the king's domain. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, we lose. You've got the authority. I'm reinstating the the original commission, which is go and take dominion. Right. You know, and so I, I think a lot of times it's, so we forget that. You know, yeah. it's like we're here as ambassadors for God's kingdom uh, to expand His rulership. You know, His domain on the earth. Yeah. And um, we can't get away from that. You know, that's it's it's not just about surviving and you know going to heaven when I die. That's great. That's a great reward. And uh, but but I have a plan. You know, if the plan was for us to just go to heaven when we die, then why doesn't God just take us when we get saved? You know, dude, I had this weird dream last night. And I, I haven't told anybody, <laughs> but Come on, you know, bring so it. Yeah, bring yeah. it, bring it. So I, I it was, and it, what's so weird about this is like the person, the people, the one, the okay. So the people that were in the dream, there was a man and a woman that I know. Yeah, the yeah. woman literally reached out to me on Messenger facebook today and i haven't talked to her in a long time i mean just out of the blue like wow. reached out yeah. to me about being coming on our tv show okay great and i yeah. was like whoa okay this is weird so anyway the whole dream started out and for what i remember so it's gonna be broken up y'all bear with me i'll do what i can no, but no, it's good uh so i was in a restaurant and i remember sitting at this table and i get up and i walk over and i see my friend taylor and she's sitting over there and uh at this table by herself and so i go over and i sit with her and apparently her husband had just died which is not true in real life but right. and so she's sitting there and we're talking about something and i look down at this like there's a long table going that way and i look over and he's down at the end of it just looking at me like and i'm like she can't see him though and so i get up and i walk over there and we walk out to this car and it's like pitch black outside like two in the morning or something it feels like you know and i can see all the street lights and he's driving we're in this car and he's just not really talking or anything like that and he's but he's kind of driving evasively right mm-hmm. and we're going by and i like i look over to this side and over to the side there's like these two ford like suvs you know yeah and there's four guys out in front and two of them are fighting with this huge butcher knives you know what i'm saying like they're literally knife fighting trying to wow. kill each other yeah. and it felt like the end of the world it was super weird dude uh and i look over at him and i'm like dude why are you here you know <laughs> like you know why am i here right now you know yeah. and he's like um he, he goes, I came from heaven to talk to you. And I was like, that's weird. And then uh, I was like, what is heaven like? Like, what is the, the bow? Like, do I have authority there or whatever? And he goes, uh, we all have authority. In a, and it's gauged on a scale of zero to five. And I was like, that's weird. And I was like, well, where am I at? And he goes, you're a two. And then I woke up and I was <laughs> oh like, my gosh. what? You know, I mean, like, oh, and I was man. like, I'm only at a that's two. A like, what does yeah. that mean? You know? And so, like. But what's so weird is I was in the shower and then I'm thinking about the scripture where it says the least will be the the most, you know, and like all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Right. (laughs) You know, I don't know. You know, who knows? But sure. And then I don't want to get so caught up in this whole works thing, you know, of thinking like because I'm out building wisdom and grit and all these different things that I feel like I'm making an impact, you know. Right. Yeah. And I don't feel like it's about me necessarily, but it was just such a weird, weird thing. And then literally 
like this morning I'm there and then Taylor messaged me and she was the one in the dream and I'm just like okay that's weird you know like what's up with that you know so I don't know what it was up with it but it was just like incredibly odd you know yeah well maybe Um, God will give it to you as you progress you know yeah and the purpose of that meaning basically like our time on this earth you know yeah. It, it means something, you know, yes. like this is not just for you to sit here and stare off and watch everybody burn in hell. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? Like yeah. our time, God has put something in you. That feeling of greatness that was in you as a child and still remains in you is that is him. You know what yes, I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's him in you saying, come on, let's go, yeah. let's go, let's go. I've already put this in you. Let's go. Right. Like, and don't let this get in the way. Yeah. Don't let this get in the way. Like, right. You know, there's, you have to measure both of those things. But sure, the second yeah. you start letting one rule over the other, you've already lost the yes, game. Absolutely, yeah. You know what I'm you saying? Respond so respond to that. Yeah, yeah you just got to go. And, like, part of that, too, I was like, man, like, I, I've done two really big podcasts inside of the group this week. Um, I've got another one, or a bunch of good ones coming up on the, on the, yeah. the remaining for, like, the next month. And all this stuff is happening. I've got a speaking engagement coming up. And this is all stuff that I, like, even a couple of months ago was, like, unforeseen, really, you know, to some degree. And it's just happening so quick. And I'm like, dude, this is so weird. And I'm stepping into it. And the thing is, is I realize what's holding most people back is that fear and that uncertainty and that low self-esteem and all this this stuff, right? Oh, who am I? Like, what am I? Like, um, you know, but all you have to do is step into it and go. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? Well, like that, nobody knows. If yeah. I said, "Hey, I've got the A to Z. You're going to get here, here to here," sure. I would be lying to you. Absolutely, yeah. It's impossible. And you're just responding to, you know, that which is inside of you. And as you respond to it, it grows, right? The courage yeah. is, might just, you know, the courage might be at a level two. Yeah. But as you step out, then you have that much faith, and then you just build off yeah. that, and then you respond to the next thing. And and uh, yeah, I love that, man. That it's it's really kind of, I feel like that that like the seed that God put inside of us and he said here i'll plant the seed but you're gonna have to nurture it in order for it to grow yeah you know uh, or it's just gonna stay where it's at and it well, might, i really feel like die. that's it's our job as leaders to nurture that absolutely. or as men really sure, you know absolutely uh it's in other people right sure, discipleship like that yeah. is such a huge part of all yeah. of this thing and it's like right. one of the greatest things somebody ever told me was he looked over at me and this is when i didn't believe it in myself and it was a cool story all together. I know you don't have a lot of time, but basically he's like, you're a leader, Corey. And I was like, this is a guy I highly respect. He was making a lot of money. And especially for the the time where I was at, I didn't really understand it fully. And he told me I was a leader and I was like, I am like, I didn't, I had never heard that. And I never saw myself as that. I wanted to be that. I thought it was something that I had to go become not something that I was. And this is why I, you know, like I think you asked me in kind of the questions or whatever, like what's the number one thing or whatever that people, can walk away with is like your identity like understand who you are that everything else will flow from that you know absolutely like and it's not that you have to go out seeking like uh well who am i because i think a lot of times we we tie identity into what we do for a living oh i'm a lawyer i'm a doctor and all that as long as that's fit Mm -hmm. and that's why you got doctors shooting themselves in the head and lawyer shooting themselves in the head and all this kind of stuff and it's like because that's not the answer right well they they get empty because what yeah. happens is when you do a job, the job is finished, right? Either at the end of the day. And so yeah. you don't feel fulfilled in that. So one of the things that I, I've been, you know, really teaching on at the church and stuff is that, you know, once you see, once you start understanding your identity, 
then that brings purpose to whatever it is that you're doing. Even if you're flipping burgers. Yeah. You know, hundred percent. And we need people burgers. doing I, that with passion Yes, because absolutely. I can't tell you, dude, I mean, I don't eat a lot of fast food, but if I drive through the fast food line and somebody won't even look me in the eye when they're taking my money, it makes me never want to come back there. And I'm like, absolutely. dude, yeah. not to be mean, but you're like working at Waterbury. Like you could really up your game. Like if you right. wanted to, yeah. just by like acknowledging somebody was there because somebody who has the power to elevate you mm-hmm. would you know right. or like it, they're definitely not going to as it stands so you're right. basically securing your lot right now you yeah know? and it's you know if you can go into every situation like recognizing already who you are yeah you will bring value to whatever it is even even something that is not you know like a flipping a burger or, yeah you know for me it was um when i was in between ministry positions i was at I was worked at Target. And yeah. I, I went to work at the night shift because I didn't want to see anybody because I was kind of going through hum, humiliated, humiliating experience in my life, and so I wanted mm. to work nights so I didn't see anybody I knew, and but I still knew who I was even though I was like struggling with some things. But I noticed that like they were coming to me like you you need to like advance, and I'd only been there a few weeks, but mm. it's because I I went in with the confidence, you know, and they're like, why are you why why did you apply for this position? Like they were already recognizing because I had the confidence when I walked in yeah. of already who I was. And so I think that anything that we're doing, you know, we're going to, if we understand who we are, we're going to bring value to it based upon the level we're at. Whereas right. if I go in to flipping burgers, because, you know, a 16 year old kid gets a job at McDonald's flipping burgers. Awesome. Oh yeah. There's You've nothing got a wrong job. with that. Absolutely. You've nothing got a wrong job. With that. There's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with a 35 year old guy getting that no. job. As long as he's doing something, he's better than yeah. the guy that's had a great job. and It's not working right now. Right. And it's like, but, but, Whatever you're doing, you will add value to it rather than us finding our value from what we're doing. And right. I, I think that that's why you see, you know, all these celebrities and all these, you know, people that, that hit the pinnacle and then they're committing suicide or they're struggling with depression. It's because they're finding their value in what they're doing. Mm. They're not bringing their bringing their val- bringing value to what they're doing. And, and uh, there's just so much so many critical things there. And just, you know, and that, that's one of the things I love that what you're doing is that you are you're recognizing that you know it's like who am i walking in who i am you know who god's made me to be and and really responding to that deposit that he's made in my heart well and calling it out inside of other men too because i know that i can't do it all myself right and i don't want to like honestly like and you know like there's so much that we could talk about dude i mean i could literally go on for days probably literally but i mean at the end of the day like you you got to go and make an impact with people. Like if you're discipling, you can't disciple people who don't want to be discipled. Right. And that's the biggest thing about us as Christians, right? Is we want to help everybody and you know, mm-hmm. we want to do the right thing. And it's like, yeah. what is the right thing? Because right. the right thing is not going and trying to help somebody who won't even help themselves. And I don't sure. mean that. And like, right. just let them go. Mm-hmm. You can always be there and be like, Hey, give them a friendly smile or whatever else. Right. But if they're going to continue to make bad decisions and like all you're doing is stressing yourself out, you're creating issues in your own life and you're not worthy of you're not valuing your time and you want to talk about an insult like i believe that we'll be held accountable for that yes yeah. you know not because we didn't love like obviously if god puts it on our heart we need to follow those things but if we don't value our own time and we don't have respect for our time and we think that well i'd love to go over here and do that or you know or like i have people tell me all the time they about sales right that it's like i I would i I don't want to sell because i don't want to rip people off and i'm like the fact that you even say that shows me that you don't care about yourself. Right. Right. Which is a weird thing to say because it's like, mm-hmm. but I've sat down with men all the time and they're like, well, I don't want to rip somebody off so I don't sell. And I'm like, you're selling me right now and you're not doing a very good job of wow. it. Everything yeah. you do is selling, yes. you know? Yeah. 
And if you don't know how to sell, like how, like if I have something of value that you want and it's going to add value to your life, why should I have a problem trying to sell that to you? Right. Is yeah. my time not worth doing that? And sure. why should I have to always right. be struggling to pay my bills right. or to feed my family? Absolutely. Right. That's good. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, so it's just bad thinking. Right. Read psycho cybernetics, you know, right. get that book, learn who you are. You are a child of God, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Like the prodigal son, the robe, that that ring, all those like that authority is yours because of your childhood to God, right? You right, are a right, son or right, a daughter right. of God. Yeah. Inside of that, um, the other thing is is for the men, right? Like, if you look out across all of civilization since the beginning of time to now, and I mean farmland to the biggest cities in the world or whatever else, men built that. That's right right yeah absolutely so the second that anybody wants to come to me and say well men have been doing this or that yeah well we've also brought you know inside of this like every pretty much every uh innovation and like all these things that matter right i mean not to take away from women but you know what i'm getting sick and tired of people trying to pigeonhole men because there's a lot of great men out there who have created great things and you know we all enjoy the fruits of that right absolutely absolutely including freedom yeah and that's it and and by exalting manhood you're not minimizing womanhood no and that's where people you know it's like thank god for women and and nurtures and because we naturally don't have that you know and i think that when you devalue men you know what, what you're saying is you're saying that there's a part of society you're saying that there's a part of the system that god created in in the home you're saying that part of that isn't necessary. Right. And, uh, and I, you can do that in the other way too, right? You can do that and, and take the same thing away from women. But I, I think that because there have been a lot of very poor examples of men, and I think we've gotten here because of the absence of men. Oh, um, absolutely. And yeah. uh, because there's been so many poor examples, they said, well, we don't need men at all. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been around some people in my life that, you know, yeah. that, that have said you don't need men. And it's like, no, you do need men and you do need women. You know, we need mothers and we need fathers and we need sons and we need daughters. And we all have got to learn to function in that role yeah. and be confident that everybody, you know, there are roles. There are yeah. roles that we fulfill that the others can't fulfill. And uh, and so, I, you know, if it wasn't for my mom, I wouldn't be here today. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to grow in the body of a man. <laughs> Well, you know, and like my buddy, Eric, yeah. uh, he's my best friend. He told me something the other day and I was like, wow, dude, that was super profound. But he was talking about how when the Bible, it talks about for women to submit to uh-huh. their husbands. Yeah. And that's always the big kicker, right? Sure, women sure. hate that yeah, verse, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. And so uh, the thing is, is, like when I say that, I'm not at all taking women down at no, all no. because behind every good man is a great woman. And Absolutely. I believe that with everything yeah. inside of me. Um, the thing is on that scripture like he was talking about, he was praying to God about it one day and God showed him that there was a crown being placed on a King's head. And so literally he was saying that you submit to your husband in the way the crown submits to a King's head. Right. So it's like, you're making, you're establishing the King. Sure. Yeah. You give like name to the King with a crown on his head and all these things. I mean, like, dude, it's like, it's this thing of splendor and all these things around that, you know? So it, we need each other you know this is not saying that men do everything or are everything and if you read that scripture you know it it starts off saying that everyone should submit to one another and so there's a there's a submission from a man to a woman and a woman to a man looks differently yeah right and so because it also says in the next verse husbands love your wives as christ loved the church who gave himself for her yeah so you know you can you can love somebody into submission, but you can never submit somebody into loving. 
Yeah. You know, and so my why I need to become the kind of man that my woman and I like to use the word honor there because yeah. because submission in people's mind, they think that that's domineering and that's not, you know, I, and part of the reason why people have a bad taste in their mouth because that, from that scripture is because men have used that scripture in, a, in, a, in an abusive way to say, well, you, the Bible says you need to submit right. to me. Well, the Bible also says that you need to lay your life down for her. You know, right. as Christ loved the church, he gave everything yeah. for his bride. You know, he 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 submitted. Husbands have to submit way more than wives do. Oh yeah, because we have to submit everything. We've got yeah. to submit our will. We've got to we've got to surrender our lives. We've got to be lay down lovers for our wives. And so the That's submission excellent. submission yeah. for a man is way more than submission for a woman because we we yeah. play that role of Christ where He gave Himself for His church. And so, hmm. I you know, there have been men that have misused that scripture. I'm like, you just you, oh, need, yeah. you need to read the next verse. You know, right. read the next verse. And so, but I, That's good. it's just anything, anything can be abused. And, um, well, and that comes down yeah. to like educating yourself, Absolutely. read your own Bible, man. Sure. That's not your yeah. preacher's job for right. you. you that's know? right. That's right. Like that's the biggest frustration for me. A lot of times, like when you start talking to people and they're, you know, it's like, I'm not opposed to people going to churches and having their pastors and all Absolutely. that because it's like somebody to help them kind of walk through it and understand yes, it. But yes. at the same time, you need to be a student of it. For Absolutely. Yourself. Yeah. Of everything really. Yeah. You know, we've got to learn to, you know, Paul talks about that. It's like when you're babies, you know, you, you had, you had the milk, you know, but you, you gotta, you gotta eat the meat. You've got to mature. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you're a baby, you can't feed yourself, but when you get a little older, you can, you yeah. know, when people leave churches, they say I wasn't getting fed. I'm like, that is the biggest comp out in the world. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, you're, if you're not getting fed, why are you trusting someone else to feed you? You know, yeah. I can see if you, you know, just gave your heart to the Lord or something and you're brand new in this thing, but, but we all have the ability to feed ourselves and, and, uh, and lead ourselves. Well, I had a, we had a bunch more today, but I feel like we've had a great conversation. Is there anything that you would yeah. say, man, if I, you know, if there's one thing that I could tell men uh, today, what would be, do you feel like that if, if you could only have one conversation with a man, you only had like a few minutes, what, what do you feel like would be the things that you would leave them with? Yeah. So the biggest thing I would focus on is that the identity, <laughs> um, really, really, really spend time getting to know who you are yeah. and gr- who God says you are. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. And then recognizing that as a man, what does that look like over a period of history? Sure. Whatever your preconceived notions may be about all the wars and all the, all the other stuff that you think is bad based on your current level of understanding. I need you to understand this. If you were to take and draw a circle, imagine 3% of that circle right would be angled out and then the rest of that circle that three percent would represent all knowledge that you have available to you based on current understanding in regard to all knowledge that exists sure right yeah and so about half of that it's about one and a half percent of all knowledge that's ever existed and that does exist we have we know that we know and then another one and a half percent of what we know what we don't know and then all of the remaining 97% of that is information that we don't know that we don't know. We don't know. So, yeah. like, whatever your perspective is, is more than likely wrong a lot of times, right? <laughs> right? Absolutely. So go yeah. into life as a student and recognize that mm. uh, your identity is this. So that's always going to dictate how you pan out and everything. Sure. Be okay with failure. Step out. Get your legs knocked out from underneath you. It's not going to kill you. Right. You know, I had a great conversation with a guy the other day and he said the two, he sits down with some of the most like powerful influencers that exist today. Right. Mm-hmm. On a regular occurrence. Right. And he said, dude, the two things that I've seen in every single one of those people is that they make decisions quickly. They're extremely decisive and that they're extremely adaptive. Mm, that's good. So go make decisions, 
be willing to fail. Like if somebody says, ask you something, get really good at saying yes or no immediately yeah. and then deal with the consequences and adapt. That's the end of the story. You're going to get hurt sometimes. Yeah. And adapt. Sometimes yeah. financially, sometimes emotionally, sometimes it's just going to hurt, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, and, but that's okay. That's what you do as a man. You just, you, you make you decisions adapt. and you adapt. Yeah, man, that's so good. Adapt. And you base it out of love and understanding who you are. Because you know? really, I mean, I would say that that's one of the, the key components of being able, because usually the plan never goes as, as planned. Never right? does. Never. Yeah. And so if, if we're not adaptable, if we just allow that to knock yeah. us down, then we're not going to have the confidence to move. And, you know, one of the things, I think one of the great keys of being a competent person is that being willing to adapt, you know, when something is, th- you know, some of the, the things that I've learned in my life were spur of the moment decisions that I've had to make because things didn't go according to plan. And then yeah. I learned something from that moment. And then that carries into maybe building a system or, or a pattern or, or way of doing things that yeah. I've never done things before. It's like that creates, you know, it's a, you know, necessities of the mother of, of, of invention. You yeah. know, it's kind of like we create systems, we create ideas most of that comes whenever it's like when things don't work out and then we discover a better way we could spend months planning on something and then it fails miserably we come up with something in a moment and it's a better way than what we than all the time that we and that doesn't make you stupid no no no. Uh, and that's the thing is i think for so many times where we get this mindset is like if i make a mistake everybody's gonna think i'm dumb and again that's probably not gonna happen uh, but if it does, you need to re- get around people that are going to challenge you. Right. Never be the smartest person in a room. Yes. That's huge. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then take huge risks. Dream. Right. Like, sit down and, like, in the morning in total silence and just close your eyes and imagine what would your perfect life look like. Hmm. And just sit there for 20 minutes and just imagine it. That's you know, good. And it may be hard for some people. It was hard for me when I first started doing it. Yeah. Uh, like, blank 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 for for so long and now like i get in there and i can start to smell it and see it and feel it i, right. I can even feel my heart begin to beat at a different pace wow. whenever i'm in that and it, because yeah. it's creating a visual experience right for me to make a reality into you That's know so good man and so yeah. if you don't know what you want then you can't blame other people for setting expectations for you sure. you know because they will yeah all right man Dude, thanks for having me. Good? Was, yeah, Are you good? Are you good? Did you have anything else you wanted to, no, to part with? It, well, how, how can we you. how can we find you? How can we connect with yeah. you? What's the best way to do that? So go to on Facebook for if you're a man, uh, Wisdom and Grit. Just go type that into the search bar. We'll pop up. Uh, we've got about 700 engaged men uh, at all different levels. I've probably got one of the I mean best groups on Facebook right now, and I mean a lot of it, like the bigger influencers are telling me they come to my group for it, wow. for it, the stuff. So great, yeah. that's cool. I mean that's a I've a been on there. It's, there's a lot of great stuff on there. Yeah, yeah. really great guys, uh, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of just interesting conversations happening at any given time. You can go to wisdomandgrit.com too. That's still in the okay. works and kind of getting all pushed out. I got a big launch that's going to be coming up here oh, the next month or two. Awesome. And, uh, and when is yeah. your show? Uh, every week, uh, usually on a Wednesday or a Thursday. Okay. But def- if you get plugged into the group, um, I've got one coming up next Thursday and the week after that. Awesome. Got a guy named Justin Wren that's going to be coming okay. in. He's a yeah. UFC fighter. He does yeah. a lot of stuff over in Africa awesome. for Wales and stuff like that. Are you like into the UFC? So. Uh, somewhat. I mean, I don't follow a ton okay, of it, yeah. but he's a Christian mean? dude, and he works okay. with the pygmies yeah. over there. And oh, wow. Cool. It's called okay. Fight for the Forgotten, gotcha. so he's doing okay. some cool stuff. But awesome. Anyway, yeah, I got some great, great stuff. content coming up. Awesome, man. Well, thanks so much for yeah, coming dude. today. Thanks for having appreciate me. appreciate you making appreciate the drive. It. All right, man. Thanks so much. See you, man. Thanks, guys.